Cashflow Ninja, episode 218 with Lee Lowell. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to look at how to create stock market cash flow selling options. My guest in this episode is Lee Lowell. Lee has been trading stock and commodity options for 26 years. He began his option trading career in 1991 on the floor of the New York Mercantile Exchange in New York City in both the crude oil and natural gas options and futures pits as a local market maker for both a small firm and then his own company. He continued to trade off floor in 1998 from the beautiful island of Cowie, where he combined his exchange floor knowledge with a new frontier of computerized internet trading. Specializing in both stock and commodity options, he began his successful flagship put option selling newsletter, The Instant Money Trader, in 2008 during the throes of one of the worst economic recessions since the Great Depression. Since ending in the summer of 2016, the Instant Money Trader newsletter racked up an impressive 95% win rate in its almost eight-year existence. Lee is also a best-selling author. His book, Get Rich with Options, still remains on Amazon's bestseller list 10 years after its release. His new service, The Smart Option Seller, brings home everything that he knows about the lucrative world of put option selling. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MC Lobsher or by email at info at CashflowNinja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja, one word, to 44222. To ensure you never miss one of our episodes, you can also download our free interactive smartphone apps on the Apple and Google Play app stores. I've created a Cashflow Ninja investment group where I share opportunities that I'm investing in with my fellow investors. If you're interested in joining this group, please email me at info at CashflowNinja.com and we will continue the conversation to see if you're a good fit for our group. My friend Dave Zook says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy, but you need to pick one. At The Real Asset Investor, Dave and his company create value for investors looking for higher yield returns from real estate ventures domestically and internationally. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities The Real Asset Investor offers, such as the syndication opportunity at Mahogany Bay Village in Belize or investment opportunities in the multifamily space in the U.S., visit CashflowNinja.com forward slash real asset investor. Gelt Inc. is a multifamily syndicator which has acquired over 6,700 apartment units valued at over $1 billion through a private equity syndication model. Gelt provides its investors with significant cash-on-cash returns while maintaining and enhancing equity invested for the long term. You can reach out to Joss Satin at joss at geltinc.com to learn more. Have you read Rich Dad Poor Dad? 
Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start and how to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit JoinOps Properties at joinopsproperties.com. If you want to create an income stream of 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRAs within 90 days in real estate without finding the property, fixing it up, finding a tenant, and all the other management headaches, you have to watch the private lending presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Lee, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I'm a longtime uh, Wall Street guy. Uh, my specialty is trading options. Uh, I'd say back in the, the early 1990s, I was uh, hired by a, a Chicago firm to trade uh, crude oil and natural gas options and futures on the New York Mercantile Exchange in New York City. And uh, I was hired by a, a very wealthy uh, man himself. He made a lot of money himself trading euro dollars and euro dollar options. And what he was, what he did is he hired uh, people like myself to uh, um, make more money for him and we would split all the profits. And he had offices in Chicago and New York and Singapore and London. And so what he would do is he would place uh, traders around the world in the options pits and, and he would uh, fund us money and we would you know, make more money for him and we would split the profits. So it was a great way for me to get my feet wet into the trading pits in New York City. And so I did that for a number of years. And, and for a while, I, I left New York City and I moved myself out to Hawaii with my, my wife and 15-month-old daughter and figured I don't need to be in New York anymore as the, uh, the internet was just taking shape in the mid to late 90s. So all I needed was a, an internet connection and a, and a place to sit and I could, I could learn how to trade uh, online as that was becoming a huge thing back in the late 90s. So uh, I did that for a number of years and I parlayed my, my floor experience into how to trade online. And then since then, in the uh, mid-2000, 2005 or so, I started writing a newsletter, uh, one of them being what I'm doing today, which is a uh, concentrating on selling put options on stocks. And so that's, that's where I am today. Fantastic. Well, before we jump into the put options, uh, please, uh, can you share a little bit with my listeners exactly uh, what options are, how they work, and then maybe tie into uh, what a put option is um, and talk about other options? Absolutely. And, you know, I love talking about options. I've been doing this for 20, 26 years now, and it's my passion. And, and I love to try to teach people about it because I really think it's one of the greatest ways to, to make money uh, in the stock market. And, you know, most people trade stocks, they buy and sell stocks. And there's another way to do that. And that's the using options contracts and options allow you to take a bullish or bearish position in a stock. Uh, as either a buyer or seller of those options. And, and the allure of options is that 
uh, as a buyer of an option, you really only have to put up a fraction of what the, the stock would cost you if you had bought the stock itself. So it allows you to get a stake in the stock, whether it's a bullish position or a bearish position, uh, for a lot less money than you would if you wanted to just buy the stock outright. And the way I try to explain it is it's like a layaway plan where you, you plunk down a little bit of money today, you get control of the stock itself, and then later on down the road, you have the option of paying for the stock in full. And so, you know, what I, I try to teach people is, you know, you never really have to pay for, for the, uh, the stock in full at the end of the options life. You can just keep rolling these options uh, over and over again. And, and options span from one week in time out to three years in time. So you can hold these things for a very short period of time or a very long period of time. But the basic, the basic premise of, of options trading is that it allows you to, to get a stake in, in a stock uh, in either a bullish or bearish position with, with a lot less money on the line, which also means that you have a lot less risk, uh, in the market as well. So that, that's a huge appeal, uh, for many, uh, buy, for many options players. And that, that's on, on the buyer's side of the, the equation. So it allows you con- to control the stock, but not own the stock in such a manner that, uh, you know, there's still a lot of other things that, that can come from that, such as uh, creating cash flow. Can you talk a little bit more about that? So th- that that's correct. You know, uh, uh, as a buyer of an option, it allows you to control the, uh, the whole stock itself for, for a lot less money on the line. But there's a certain way to buy options properly. And, and what I've found over the years that I've been trading options is that many people buy options incorrectly. They, You can buy options that span you know, a whole gamut of the stock. Let's say a stock's at $100 a share. You can buy an option with a strike price of $100 or $110 or $120. And for some people that, that they may not understand what that means, but what, what you're basically doing is that if a stock's at $100 a share and you buy a $120 call option, what you're basically saying is, well, I think the stock is going to get up to $120 in X amount of days, and that's the expiration date. But what what usually happens is that most people can't get the timing right when they buy options because when you when you're an option buyer, not only do you have to get the direction of the stock correct, but you also have the you need to have the stock move in that direction by a certain period of time, and that's the expiration date. So what I've found is that most people who buy options they may get the direction of the stock right, but but it doesn't happen with the in the, within the expiration period that they choose. So. Uh, if the stock doesn't make that move within the expiration period, they lose their, their investment and they lose a hundred percent of their investment. And, and, you know, sometimes the stock will make that move, but it happens two or three months after the option expired. So really it's the timing that, that can trip up a lot of option buyers. They just don't get the timing right. So for me, what I found is that how could I take advantage of the, these option buyers who, who never get the timing right. And what I found is that I, there's a certain type of, you know, option that I can concentrate and I can become the option seller. So whenever there's an option buyer, there's someone on the other side who sells that option to them. And what I found out over the years that I've been trading is that I could strategically sell certain options to these option buyers and be pretty assured that they're not going to get the timing right. And I collect their their, their money right up front. So when you buy an option, you have to pay the going rate for that option. And it goes right into the pocket of the option seller. And so the way I've been making my money all these years that I collect the money from these option buyers, 
knowing that there's a pretty small chance that they're going to be right on the timing and the direction sometimes as well. And so I collect their money. The stock doesn't move where they want it to in the time allotted and, and the trade expires and they lose their 100% of their investment and I get to keep 100% of their investment. So that's where I come into the equation. I, I become an expert options seller uh, by choosing stocks and picking options that, that have a very low probability of working out for the option buyer. And so that's where, what I've been doing for the last 20 some odd years. Are these stocks that you're selling, is this a stock that you own or this is just options that you're selling on stock that you do not own? Right. You know, when you, when you trade options, you, don't, you do not have to have any ownership in the stock ahead of time. Uh, when I sell an option, I have no uh, underlying position in that stock. I just know that based on the options that are trading on that stock, I have a pretty good idea of which options will work out and which ones won't for the buyer. Um, you know, there's, there's so many different strike prices that are listed on stocks that you can choose uh, strike prices that have a very low probability of working out for the option buyer. And you can sell that, that option to the option buyer and, and, and wait to see what happens at the end of the expiration period. And most likely, the, the options that we sell usually have a 95% chance of not getting to where the option buyer needs that stock to get to. And, and, the, and the, you know, the option will expire worthless. And we collect the money and, and move on to the next trade. So it's, it's, it's a good system uh, in order to earn some, some money out of the stock market. And this is a way that you know, a lot of people have never heard about. They've never heard of selling options. You can sell a call option. You can sell a put option. Uh, we concentrate on selling put options um, in, in the market. Now that you talk about the probability uh, and the percentage of the probability, what are some of the ways that you determine uh, the probability of a, a direction of a stock? Uh, and uh, what, were some, what are some of the tools at your disposal uh, to, to see and determine uh, the probability and the direction? Well, there's a there's you know there's a great tool out there, and you know th this should open up a lot of eyes and uh, you know open up some people's uh, eyes here to, to to see these things they may not have heard about it before. But there's something called a probability calculator. It's a great little tool that you can find anywhere on the internet. And what what you can do is you can put in the current price of the stock and and the the price where you think uh, you may or may want the price to go to, and based on you know, the current level of volatility in the market and the, and the date of expiration, this formula will calculate for you what, what the chances are of a stock getting to a certain price by a certain date. And, and it's called a probability calculator. And, and it's just as simple as typing in the current price of the stock and, and where you think the stock will go to. And, and you can see your odds ahead of time you know, based on where this stock has traded in the past, what are the chances of that stock moving to that price within the time allotted? And I use that to tell me, you know, okay, so I picked the stock and its current price and I've given it a, a, a level where I, I, I think it may or may not go to and I put in the, the days to expiration and I look at the charts, uh, I look at the, the stock chart for that specific stock to see where it's, you know, moved in the past. And I say, okay, well, I don't think the stock is going to move, you know, to this area based on its, its past history. And I'll throw it into the probability calculator and it'll tell me, yeah, you know, you have a 93% chance that that stock, you know, will or won't get to that, that 
you know, area within the time allotted. So that really helps me out to figure out, um, you know, which stock and options I should be concentrating on. And this is called technical analysis for our listeners out there too, to look and study the specifics of a particular stock and the charts. Right. And, and for me, a lot of my, a lot of my analysis on a stock is based on the charts. You know, that first and foremost for me, it's, it's stock charting. And, and I look at the fundamentals as well, but, but it's really, uh, over the years, I've come to rely on the charts more than anything else and, and, the, and this probability calculator to, to help me choose the trades that I get into. Uh, Lee, why would you say it's selling these options are better than placing an outright limit order to buy stocks? Right. So let's, let, let's talk about that for a second. So we concentrate on selling put options. And so for for people that might not understand, when you buy a put option, basically what you're saying is I, I'm speculating that the price of a stock is going to go down. And that's what you do when you buy a put option. Now, for me, when I sell a put option, that's basically saying, I don't think the stock is really going to go down. I think it's going to stay the same or go up. And so what you do is that you can sell a put option to this person, collect their money, and what happens is, is that the stock, you know, for us, the stock doesn't go down and be, and that's what the, the put option buyer wanted to. Um, so basically what we're saying is the, the second thing that when, when you sell a put option, it, it's really like you're, what you, what you're trying to do is you want to, you can actually want to buy that stock at a certain price. Let me try to explain this to you. So let's say a stock's at $100 a share, okay? And you want to buy it at $90 a share. You know, it's too expensive for you at 100. You don't want to buy it at the current rate at $100, but you want to buy it at $90. There's two things you can do. You can put in a limit order with your broker and say, okay, buy me this stock if the stock falls down to $90 per share. And, you know, there's no guarantee that the stock will fall from 100 to a 90, but you have, an, you have an open order there working that if the stock falls to 90, buy it. But there's no guarantee that it ever will. The second thing that you can do is you can sell a put option at a $90 strike price, which basically says the same thing. If the stock falls down to $90 by the expiration date, I will get to buy that stock. But in the meantime, the put option buyer is going to pay me the upfront payment for that option while, while I'm sitting there waiting for the stock to fall to $90. So in essence, when you sell a put option, yeah, you're putting in a limit order as well, but, but you're also getting paid by the put option buyer for that option contract. Uh, whereas if you just put in a straight limit order with your broker and say, I want to buy that stock at 90, no one's paying you cash to sit there and wait. But, but if you're a put option seller, not only are you going to buy that stock at 90 if it falls that far, but someone's actually paying you cash. Uh, for you to sit there and wait. So there's there's a little bit of a distinction there. And that's why I feel that selling put options is superior to putting it in just a straight uh, a limit order on a stock. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it absolutely does. And uh, now you had mentioned a lot of the options that you're selling, uh, those options expire. And you and I discussed a, a study done by the Chicago Merck from uh, 1997 to 1999. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Sure. So the Chicago Mercantile Exchange um, did a study from 1997 to 1999. They wanted to know what what happens what happens to uh, call and put options that are, that are traded on the exchange, and you know uh, currently. I wanted to focus on the outcome of the put options. So basically what it, what it found out was that for the NASDAQ 100 and the S&P 500 put options that were bought on that exchange for those three years in the study, upwards of about 95% of those put options expired worthless. And that meant that, you know, anyone who bought those put options lost a hundred percent of their, their investment. And, and the put option sellers were the ones that were making out like bandits. Now, the reason why put options have such a high, um, high rate of expiring worthless is because it's directly tied to the direction of the stock. So if a stock goes up, put option values go down. So over the course of, you know, the stock market over the last hundred years or so, the stock market eventually goes up over time. So as the stock market's going up, the value of put options are going down. So you're playing with history on your side. The more put options you sell, there's more of a chance that that it's going to expire worthless. So you have history on your side. And like I said, most people can't get the, the timing and the direction correct uh, when they buy an option. So you might as well sell options that have history on its side as well so selling put options is, is for us is, is a great high probability trade. And, and, and the Merck study proves it. They, you know, basically 95% of these put options that were bought expired worthless. So, you know, I, I use that uh, as a guide for me as well. You're listening to Lee Lowell on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. You're listening to Lee Lowell on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. The other side of this coin is that it does go down and that person then can buy that stock at that, at that level. How does it play out and how, how does it work? So that's a great question. So let's go back to our example. You know, you have, there's, a, there's a stock at $100 and you want to buy it at $90. You sell the put option at the $90 strike price. You get the money from the put option buyer and you sit there and wait until the expiration date. And let's say you're, you know, you're lucky enough the stock does fall from $100. Let's say it falls from $100 to $89 a share. Well, now, you know, you've, you've put in your agreement, uh, you know, when you sell the put option, basically what you're doing is you're agreeing to buy the stock at that price if it falls down that far within the time allotted. Well, you know, in this case, the stock fell from 100 down to 89. You're obligated to buy it at $90. So what you're doing is basically you bought it at 90 and the stock now is at $89. So you may have a, a, a little bit of a, a loss at the moment, but you know, that's okay for you because basically two things happen. A, you didn't buy the stock at a hundred. You waited for it to fall down to 90, which is what you wanted. And you're happy to buy it at that price because you think that's a fair price for that stock at that time. And now you basically are a stock owner, just like everybody else. And you have, you can get the dividends and you get the voting rights. And basically you think, I'm buying this stock at 90. That was my 
price to buy it. And now I just wait for the stock to go back up. And two things happen at that point. Same with any other stockholder. Either the price goes up above your buy buy point or the the price keeps falling. And that's that's the risk that any stock buyer has or stock owner has is that the, the stock could fall lower than where they purchased it. But, you know, based on the technical analysis that you've done and the fundamental analysis you've done, $90 was your price in the stand that you wanted to buy the stock. And now it's fallen down to your level and you got to buy it. So you're, you're pretty happy at that point. So it's very important to do this only on stocks that you want to purchase. And is this kind of similar uh, to certain strategies that Warren Buffett has uh, employed? Well, yes. What I, what I always tell my, my readers and people that ask me about put selling, I tell them the number one rule is that you, you only sell put options on stocks that you genuinely want to own for the long term because you may end up buying the stock. And if you don't want to own the stock, then you shouldn't be selling put options on it. So, you know, I tell everyone, make sure it's a stock that you want and make sure that you're comfortable with that stock. And then you you sell the put option. And if you get to buy it at your price, then you're happy to own it. Now, someone like Warren Buffett, who who definitely sells put options, he's made millions of dollars by selling put options. And he sells put options on stocks that that he knows that he wants to to buy and hold forever because that's what he does. Um, And it's no different for us. You know, we pick stocks that, that that are top notch, that are that that are blue chips that we know are good companies and that they were go- and that their stock price will go up over time. So we only sell put options on, on stocks that they want to own. Now you will find put option sellers that will sell puts on high flying biotechnology companies that could you know jump ten fifteen twenty dollars overnight. And sometimes they can drop $20 overnight, you know, and, and the premiums that these options command are very high. So people see the allure of, wow, I can get all this money if I sell this put option, but you're also taking a big risk that the stock could drop much lower than, than you ever expected. And then you're ending up owning a stock at a, at a very high price. And it could be a stock that you really don't want for the long term. So my number one rule is only sell stock, only sell put options on stocks that, that you genuinely want to own. And is there a specific criteria that you look at then from how far the stock is from its current price? Uh, I believe uh, you, you were talking about strike prices and out of the money, and this might not make a lot of sense to listeners, but I think uh, if you explain it, there's a certain ratio of what you look at uh, from right. where the current price is, I think that would resonate. Correct. And when I, when I, before I sell any put option, first of all, I, I make sure it's a stock I want to buy. Second thing I do is I look at the long-term chart charts for the stock and i see where the stock has traded in the past and i look at the support and resistance numbers typically what we'll do is our rule of thumb is that we like to sell put options anywhere from 15 to 30 percent below the current price of the stock so if the stock's at a hundred dollars and and it's a stock that we we want to buy you know we can sell the put options anywhere from you know a strike price of 70 to 80 dollars of the strike price so that's about you know 20 to 30% below the current price of the stock. So that's what, that's what we look at. That's what we concentrate on first. Let's talk about how people can do this. Can this be done from any brokerage account? Do you have to set up a specific account with an institution? You can do this with any stock broker out there today. I'd say every stock broker in existence today should have you know, options trading available for their customers. I will say that if you're going to embark on selling put options, you do need to have an approved 
options selling account at the broker. Uh, most likely, these options will be trading on margin. Uh, you need to have a margin account. Uh, so if, if you're not approved for option selling with your broker, you know, basically it, you have to fill out an extra form, uh, tell your broker, I want to sell put options. And they, they tell you what, what the requirements are and, and you, you go along that route. It's, it's pretty easy. I just had a thought too, when you were, we were talking about that It's quite remarkable. You can invest in the stock market again, like the rest of the rest of the people through mutual funds and 401ks and so forth. And then there's the other side of the coin, which is this world where you have folks such as yourself. And then, you know, looking at how Warren Buffett's buys some of the stocks doing the same thing, looking at a stock like Coca-Cola is at a certain price. I don't want it at that price. I'll buy it at a lower price. But I'll make some money uh, up until when the stock goes down, and then I'll buy it at that price, and it's a stock that I wanted to own anyway. Right, right. You know, and what what we'll find is that when we sell these put options at twenty to thirty percent below the that current price of the stock, most of the time the stock won't ever get, drop that far it, it, before the expiration date. So we don't get to buy the stock at that point, but our consolation is that we we've collected this money from the put option buyers. So, you know, at least we're making money along the way by collecting the put option income. Um, you, you know, so that, that's, that's how we do it. And, you know, it, you really have to say to yourself, okay, I like this stock. I want to buy it at this price. I'll sell the put option. And if I get to buy the stock, good. If not, well then, I'll collect the money from the put option buyer. And then, then you know what you do after that? You sell another put option, you know, at the same strike price and collect the money again. And then the option expires worthless. And then you do the same thing again. You sell another put option on that same stock for the same strike price. And, and you can keep doing this throughout the year on multiple stocks, multiple times throughout the year. And before you know it, you've collected, you know, a nice chunk of change just from these put option buyers. And, you know, even though you didn't get to buy the stock, you're, you're, you're collecting all this money. And, uh, you know, we've really found a good way to, 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 uh, to, to figure out how to do that. Yeah, just looking at where the market is right now, it would have been a pretty profitable strategy uh, over the last couple of years with this enormous bull market that we've had. Correct, correct. And, and you know, that's been a great, it's been a great market for, for put option sellers because as the market goes up, the put option values go down and they'll just expire and you make money that way. But at the same time, you know, I get a lot of people that ask me, you know, we haven't had a pullback in a long time. You know, what if we have another crash in the market? Well, you know, that's the reason why we sell put options 20% to 30% below the current price of the stock because we need to always have a, a margin for error, you know, in a cushion. And so, you know, people say to me, why don't you sell the put option right at where the current price of the stock is? Because I, I'm, I'm very conservative. You know, I don't like to lose money. And, you know, I know there's always a pullback out there somewhere and, and I don't like to get caught. So I'm, I'm very cautious. So I will always look to sell these put options, you know, well below where the current price of the stock is because that'll give me a cushion because if the stock does fall, it's not disastrous for us. You know, it's not, we're not going to lose a lot of money only because the stock, you know, had a pullback. So a lot of people will get freaked out, uh, you know, when the stock starts to pull back, but you have to realize you've got a 20 to 30% cushion, um, you know, so you're, you're doing pretty good there. So you see, so you need to prepare yourself for, for, the inevitable pullback. What are your thoughts on the technicals and the fundamentals just of the, the market right now, Lee? 
Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the market just keeps going up, up and up. And, you know, what can we do? I, I, I mean, I, I think that it certainly got ahead of itself, but I've been saying that for a long time. I just don't think the, the fundamentals of the economy and, uh, you know, really warrants these stock prices. But, but then again, where else are people going to put their money? You know, you can't get any money from CDs or money market funds and, you know, bonds, uh, you know, treasuries don't pay all that much. And so people, people flock to the stock market. And, and, and until that, that turn happens, we're we're just going to go with what the market gives us. I found that it's too hard to try to predict, you know, a top or a bottom. I've been burned before and I just, you know what, I've learned that, you know, just go with the market. The trend is your friend and and until it turns, you know, then then we then we we figure out what we need to do then. Now, Lee, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying? What skill sets are you currently learning? <laughs> Well, I mean, good question. I'm always studying how to, how to be a better options trader. That's for sure. I'm always looking at stocks and looking at charts and figuring out what's, what's the best thing for my customers. But, but at the same time, it's a good question because, you know, I run this newsletter now and, and, you know, this is my first foray into running an online business and, and running a newsletter and, and figuring out how to, how to get in touch with people. So I'm actually teaching myself and learning about how to run an online business and, and how to do online marketing and, and how to do social media marketing. And, you know, there's a lot to learn out there and how to, how to run a blog and all that. So that's in addition to my option trading, that that's what I'm trying to teach myself right now. And, and, and I'm doing a lot of reading on the internet about, about running an online business. So, you know, that's what takes up a lot of my other time at the moment. Great. Well, definitely a crucial skill set in the 21st century and and getting your message out there and uh, sharing people uh, just the strategy and uh, all the strategies that you teach. Now, Lee, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them, to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Wow, that's that's a great question. Well, you know, on the on the money thing, let me just say this. You know, I've got I've got a couple kids and I've got one in college and and she's got a little money and she's like, Dad, you know, you gotta show me how to, how to make money. And and one thing I've told her is that you got to start investing early. The longer your time frame, the more money you'll have at retirement. So one one thing I'm trying to pass down to to my kids is that Try to save up your money, invest it in the market, start early, you know, be consistent. And before you know it, you'll have, you'll have a lot of money. But, but other than the money, I think one of the things I'd like to pass down is that, you know, you need to be a good person. You need to help out people who are less fortunate than you. And we try to do some community service and we try to give back and we, we, we donate to, um, you know, um, the colleges that I went to, I donated time and money. I, I just think that you need to help out in your community and, and it, and it will, it will give back to you in the long run. Uh, I think that's, that's pretty important. And I think just being a good person overall, be nice to people because you want them to be nice to you. And I, and I just think that being a good person is, is, is the way to, to run your life and, and, and treat people that the way that you would want to be treated as well. So I try to teach that to my kids all the time. Be nice to people um, because you never know. Um, karma, <laughs> you know, you don't want bad karma. So be good to people and, and you'll find that the world is good to you. 
Fantastic. Thank you for sharing. Lee, how can my listeners learn more about you, your company, your newsletter, and stay informed of all the projects that you're involved with? Uh, well, for right now, you know, we've got our newsletter. We've got our website. It's called The Smart Option Seller. So it's smartoptionseller.com. And you can read a little bit about, you know, who I am, what I've done over the years. And, and if you have interest in, in learning about selling put options, uh, you could you could go on our website and read a little bit about us. And, and, and I have my blog on there as well. I've got free information on there. And so come take a look. And, and if you have any interest in, in selling put options, uh, take a look at our newsletter. It's, it's, uh, it's a great way to make some money that you probably never thought about in the stock market. Fantastic. Well, Lee, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining the capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy according to the infinite banking concept. If you're interested to learn more about privatized banking and the infinite banking concept, you can access an exclusive webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Thank you for joining my guest, Lee Lowell, and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. Many listeners have taken action and received a personalized game plan of how to collapse time in their financial plan and become financially free in 10 years or less. If you're interested in a personalized game plan and a custom roadmap to achieve financial freedom in 10 years or less, you can register for a free webinar at cashflowtactics.com forward slash ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life, so if there's any way that I can provide more value for you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Gashku newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text Cashflow Ninja to 44222. Geld Inc. is a multifamily owner which has acquired over 6,700 apartment units valued at over $1 billion through a private equity syndication model. Banking on the renter revolution amongst millennials and baby boomers, all-time low home ownership rates, and a major shortage of well-located apartments at affordable price points, Gelt has provided its investors with consistent cash-on-cash returns while maintaining and enhancing equity invested for the long term. For more information on how to achieve sustainable yield for the long term, you can email Josh Satin at josh at geltinc.com. Smart investors know that the banks actually don't own most automatic teller machines. In fact, the opportunity for private investment provides stellar passive returns, figures in the double digits, with the added bonus that most of the income is tax-free. Who wants to walk blindly past an ATM and not cash in on that opportunity? ATM machine ownership brings you a steady stream of hands-off passive income. 
Dave Zook and the Real Asset Investor team have been providing opportunities for investors in this uptrending activity of ATM use. If you're an accredited investor and would like more information on how you can invest in this exclusive asset class that very few investors will ever have access to, sign up for your free webinar on how to create income streams from ATMs at cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They have designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal-making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge loan investing to turnkey investments in the cash-flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit joinopsproperties.com or call Jimmy and Bob at 314-799-2247. If you want to create an income stream of 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRA within 90 days in real estate without finding the property, fixing it up, finding a tenant, and all the other management headaches that comes along with it, you have to watch the private lending presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning in the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.